Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or or online at victoriasecret.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Queen Charlotte, the official podcast, is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Queen Charlotte, the official podcast, your companion behind the scenes of Shondaland's Bridgerton prequel on Netflix. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and today we're spending time with actors Michelle Fairley and Corey Milkreist. In today's episode, we're simply carving out some time to talk about the way these performers carried young King George and Princess Augusta in their bones and how they felt when it was all done. We're excited to dive into Corey Milchrist and King George. We are inspired by what drives him, and we're going to learn more about what he brings, you know, such authenticity to his performance. We're really stoked to talk to this cool gent, not only because of his amazing acting chops, but also because of the complex character that he brought to life on screen. Young King George is troubled, yet sweet, and he has captured the hearts of many Queen Charlotte fans. And we can't wait to hear from Corey about how he approaches the role and what it's been like to bring such a fascinating portrayal of a tortured king to life. Corey Milgreest, how are you doing today? I'm okay. I'm feeling snazzy. Yeah, how are you? Feeling snazzy. I'm feeling snazzy too. Yeah, yeah. Really. let's let's feel snazzy together. So, yeah, cool. Corey, of course, we're here because of your remarkable performance in Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Mm-hmm. 
If you could put it into one word, how did it make you feel, I guess? The word that I would use, especially with the scene right at the end of episode six, which is the, the, the last scene, uh, nostalgic. But I mean, that's just boring, really. No. So I would say otherworldly. It's so hard Ooh. to see the story as it is without, God, it's so weird to watch my face. Right, right. Otherworldly and nostalgic because your body keeps the score. I look at myself and I go, oh yeah, I remember filming that. And then suddenly I'm going, oh my, that's what I felt on that day. So it's very hard to be objective about it. And then sometimes I go, oh my God, that was such a lovely day because we had such a great laugh about that mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And we had a great conversation. Um, it's so strange. I think otherworldly is a really interesting and, and good word though. What was your word? Or do you have one? Oh man. I think actually it's just, yes, there was so much that I saw that I needed to see. I also felt like, ooh, because there were moments I felt like I shouldn't have been in the room when there were, you and India together on screen were just, I felt like I needed to step aside. And did you? I did. Or did you watch it? I had to pause it. (laughs) I did pause it every once in a while. Yeah. What was it like working with India? India is phenomenal. She worked so hard and... um, uh, her work is so truthful and lovely and subtle. She is the propeller of the entire narrative um, and does it expertly. Um, and is also just uh, one of the kindest people I've met. She's great. In those moments where you're both together um, in those really like heart-wrenching scenes or those, those moments mm. where you are pouring your heart out as the young King George, um, mm. What was that like in the moment? Because as viewers, we've got all of the sweeping music and the cuts mm. and everything to kind of help amplify our emotion. But for you in the moment, mm. um, what was that like? Does the world fall away? Yeah, sometimes. Tell me about your experience. I mean, it changes day to day. That's the thing about acting. It's, you know, your instrument is is uh, your being, you know? So like... Uh, if someone's playing uh, the the cello, it's it's maybe slightly more. Um, I mean, you still your body and your mind and your heart and is still engaged, but it's it's slightly more controlled. Whereas, whereas you know, I could turn up one day and I could be feeling a really certain type of way, and then the next day completely different. So you have to be able to accept that. You can't deny where you are as a person. There were times where it, you know, in, in really emotional moments or like some stuff with. Uh, the, the doctor and like more oh, the, yeah. the torture scenes you know I, there would be times where i remember the, you know the scene where uh charlotte comes in and, and rescues george yes um so i remember doing a few takes of that and it was just so it's just so painful sometimes it's hard to like snap out of it uh in the same way as sometimes it's hard to snap into it you know Sometimes, if you have a really emotional scene, it's really it's, it can be it can be hard to, you know, your heart is going. Oh, can I trust this moment? You know, whatever, and to to let go into it. And then sometimes, once you have let go, it's hard to, at the moment of cut, go. And I'm and I'm fine, and I'm Corey, and it's all good because you have you you're, you've subconsciously and imaginatively you placed yourself in that place for a bit, and it is just pretend. But like you know, you have to. There has to be a, a, a large section of you that does believe it. Um, India was so brilliant and sometimes if we were in a similar state in the scene or whatever or if we felt a certain way about a scene we'd both just sit and listen to the same music and try and get on the same sort of like vibration before going into a scene yeah and also the writing is so brilliant there's a scene where 
Charlotte comes in into the observatory and tries to get George to uh, tell her that he loves her. This conversation is, I cannot do, do you this. Love me? I never wanted do to you marry you. Charlotte, please stop. Is this because you do not believe that I could love you? I do. And I remember reading that and going, right, I'm not, there's no way that I can say those words and not sort of like break down. So I remember texting Tom, the director, going, man, please, for that scene, can we start my close-up? Because if we, if we start wide and then we get into close-up like six hours later, I'm going to be dry because there's no way that I can, I can't save it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if I say those things, it's going to come out. And so it's a complete collaboration the whole time, you know? Wow. And that's really, really interesting. Mm. I love what you said about being on the same vibration and listening to music. Yeah with your castmates before getting into it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of music, I'm just Mm. curious, just curious if you play any instruments. Uh, Yeah, yeah. What do you play? I've tried to play many many (laughs) things in my time. I I, I tried the violin for a while. I tried the bassoon. That was probably the strangest one. I did the cello for a bit, uh, but um, I started learning classical guitar and then got an electric guitar. And it's been a long time, so I feel very guilty saying this, but uh, I, if I picked it up again, it would, it would come back quickly. Uh, but a bit of piano mm. and uh, also uh, uh, drums. No woodwinds. It's okay. You you have a thing yeah, against know, woodwinds, yeah. but did it's I fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, look, if we count a recorder... <laughs> If we're kind of the, the humble recorder, oh then, no, uh, then we're in then we're in good company. Um, yeah, it just it, no. your 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 physicality and and just hearing about your prep, it just sounds like music is such an intrinsic part of you and what you bring into yeah. your into your role. Well, my mum my mum is a my mum's a musician. Okay, um, she's a classical musician, so it's very deep rooted into how I think and like see. I sometimes wish I was one of those people that could see sound all the time, like the synesthesia. I think that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's probably what I'm most jealous of in the world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So let's talk about some of your moments behind the scenes, getting working with costume and 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 mm. and hair and makeup. Yeah. What about that experience, other than really just feeling that fabric, feeling the weight of that those mm. coats, and but also that the yeah. freeness of that white shirt you're wearing as Farmer George? Can you yes, exactly. Man, yeah. Yeah. T- tell me how that yeah. that impacted you um, in your preparation or just in the moment. Yeah, I mean, so George is someone who you know he has an incredibly conflicting relationship with his role with his duty with the pressure and of course when you're king that comes with a certain uniform the things that he wears are so intrinsically intertwined with his role even in in more relaxed moments what he's wearing it's hard for him to not see the thing that is weighing him down constantly and so for me as Corey when I put those things on I go well this isn't as comfy as like trackies and a and a jumper mm. and i can feel that a lot of the time you know sometimes i'm wearing uh, braces to support it all but you know uh, it can be at times quite uncomfortable and and whenever i felt that i was like well what a privilege to be feeling that because i can use that because george his his feeling of discomfort 
is is almost identical. You know, it's not something that he wants to wear. And exactly as you said, in those scenes where he's farming, that's the freest and happiest that he is because he is, you know, he's free of the constraint of yes, the duty, but also what the duty uh, uh, is is resembled by, which is the, the stuff, the layers of stuff that he's Man, yeah. having to uh, have on his body the whole time. Um, so it was a it was a joy, and also. Lynn Paolo, who is the the head of costume, yes. um, did such an astonishing job, and they are just such beautiful pieces of art. Oh, I have to ask about your necklace. Oh God, yeah, my Frodo necklace. So this ring is from my mum. Okay. Um, I took all my rings off and I put them round this chain. I have really embarrassing hands; like they are very knobbly <laughs> at the knuckles. Oh, ring fitting must be terrible. So, like, uh, once I get a ring on, it's like very hard to to get off. So this is my way of wearing that ring without having to break my finger every time I take it off. Hey, was there something special about the wedding ring that young King George wore? Do you know? Um, I actually have that. You do? Yeah, that's the one thing that I took. That's, oh. I put on the wedding ring for uh, Charlotte. And George never gets a wedding ring. He's just got this signet ring. Mm. And I was like, why? And I think I spoke to the historical advisor. And they said, well, because he's married to the crown, he's the king, you know, it's, it's almost like that's beneath his role, <laughs> you know, which is so sad, yeah. you know, because then again, it's just this man who is shackled by this duty. Or not. I wonder if anyone out there is like, let me be a king. I, that's, I vibe with that. <laughs> I wonder, you know. Imaginatively, being a king is a lot cooler than the reality of being a king, especially if you are if you don't want it, and and you've also got this affliction that George has. It's like, oh my god, mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a bad concoction. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with actor Corey Milkreist. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Before we jump back into our conversation with Corey... Take a listen to what casting director Kelly Valentine Henry had to say about casting the well-meaning, elusive lover, young King George. Corey and India, the scene where she's trying to get over the, the wall and he says to her, I'm George. And there is a softness and a beauty and a kindness oh, yeah. that Corey, when he says, just George... And again, that was a moment I was like, you've just got the job. Or, you know, yeah, you are, George. Corey, I heard that you had a really Mm -hmm. outstanding moment during the Danbury Ball. Alicia Keys, ring any bells? Yes. Whoa. (laughs) Well, I got to say, I fell in love with King George when you did that deep, Deep bow to Queen, the young Queen Charlotte. Yeah. That was so, that that gave me chills. I fanned out right there. Yeah, that was beautiful. So that was my idea. And every time I I was like, right, whatever India does, I'm just going to go lower than that. Oh, so good. This is the genius of Jack Murphy, the choreographer, because he taught me the etiquette. And so once you know the language, then you can speak. Because the deeper the the bow, the more respect. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And in that moment, George is completely honoring Charlotte and Lady Danbury. And I think it was really important, you know, again, it's just subtle writing from Shonda. But George comes in, he's announced, and he comes in and he says, Lord and Lady Danbury, thank you for having me. It's not, you know, it's wonderful to be here. It's thank you oh, that's true. for having me. I'm the fucking king. That's right. And I'm thanking you for welcoming me into your home that technically I own. Do you know, you know, you know? But it's immediately going, I'm paying reverence. Oh, wow. You know, you're in charge. Um, George, I think, completely understands what it is to be oppressed. He doesn't understand it in the same systemic way that Danbury and and Charlotte understand. But he does understand oppression from a concept and feeling marginalized and like you have to fit into something. I think that's actually something that subconsciously attracts the two of them from the beginning. But in that conversation that we don't see before George and Charlotte 
go to that ball. Right. And I think that George was immediately like, I know that I am anxious in these circumstances, but I, I need to get over that to, to, because I know what I can do. I know my privilege and I know how to use it. But a beautiful night. And then when Alicia Keys came on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Melted. Is there any way that what you just said mm. as a young King George is magnify that thinking in terms of what Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story represents in the streaming landscape period? Is, is yeah. there some connectivity yeah. there? I think completely. I would actually go as far as to say, I think that's probably the only thing that is most applicable from story to real life. Um, representation is just like immensely powerful. Yeah. There are going to be little girls that watch this show that go, I can be that. And then it's our job to make those people real so that the people that watch it don't see a, uh, a caricature. Mm. Uh, they, see, they see positive, human, natural, organic life behind that, that representation. Yeah. Something I would just wanted to go back to really quickly. You mm. mentioned the conversation that we don't see. And you're talking about the pillow talk moment where Charlotte's like, yes. so this ball. Wow, you are so good, right? man. That is, that is so impressive. <laughs> that was like a 30 second scene. <laughs> right. But I love that you say there's a conversation because I think you could take it either way. You could be like, okay, Charlotte, Charlotte put it on him and is going to get what she wants. Mm. Or... They had a conversation and have agreed to really be partners in this, which we we see afterwards when young King George yeah. is and young Charlotte is talking after she's getting undressed, right? Yeah, exactly. I love right? that. Yeah, and yeah, because I think if we if we didn't have that scene afterwards where he's going, I, you know, this is more change than I thought I could ever achieve in my lifetime. Then I think that there would be a question, there'd be a conversation to be had: Is she doing this? Is she using the role of? Not in a malicious way, but is she using the role of George to uh, to positively change? I don't think that she is. I think that uh, she completely has the power to do that. But also George has immense power and, and their understanding of life and of each other and love. Yeah. I think that's a dance that is mutual. Ah, oh, the dance. Yeah. Yeah. So the scenes you have with the doctor are anything but funny. Mm. Um, but were there moments behind the scenes that were full of laughter when it came to those? How did you um, keep it light if you if you did at all? I didn't have that many funny moments on set. But what was great was, because for me, like, you know, I, I, I find it very hard to, like, snap in, snap out. So I've got to, like, sort of stay in a ballpark uh, yeah, me too. of, of what, what's going on. Um, but what was so great was because, you know, Tom, the, the director, Tom Verica, uh, has such a freaking wonderful uh, ethos and vibe on set and everyone is just you know people were coming up to us that had been working and that you know they were in their 70s and saying this is the nicest set that you'll ever work on these people are just phenomenal so it, it was lovely on set it wasn't necessarily like tons of laughter for me sometimes it was i remember one time we were filming the uh scene where charlotte is giving uh birth. oh yeah I thought Brimsley was really funny in that scene. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is so funny. Tom, I remember talking about golfing or something. And then for some reason, you know, when you're so tired, you don't really know what you're doing. And then I sort of came to and I was halfway through doing this mock golf swing in like my Tom Verica <laughs> impression and American accent. And, I, and then I looked at him and I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't know what, why have I just done that? 
why have I done that? And he, he found it hilarious. But uh, we had some great times. Right at the end of shooting, me, Sam, who played Brimsley, Freddie, who plays Reynolds in India, we uh, rented an Airbnb for two weeks rather than staying in a hotel. Nice. Uh, so it was just the four of us. Oh my God, that was so good. That was so lovely. And um, Freddie was so spooked because he, he got there um, first. And it's in the middle of nowhere, maybe 17th century. Oh. Really old. And he was like, guys, there's some really weird energy here. And he, he you know, and then I got in and he was like, I'm like, did you guys feel that cold? He'd be like, it's suddenly freezing. And then he'd see something, you know, whatever. And then we started to see stuff. <laughs> and then at one point, India comes screaming down the stairs going, guys, I was just in my shower and, and all the lights went on and off and on and off and then just stayed off. She was panicking and Freddie was the worst. He was because he was so, so scared, right? And then, uh, and then one day he just comes down and he's so straight faced and he was like, guys, I've made the whole thing up and it was me doing the lights and it was me opening the windows. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what the hell? Why would you? Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. I, I, my, my theory is that he was actually just really scared and he, he wanted to make other people feel scared. So that he didn't it's so good that you have some fun, have some fun. Keep it light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shake it off. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, some of the scenes that you're in can be super heavy. Yes. Um, yes. Geez, do you have a favorite moment from episode four at all? There's a lovely moment. I think it's Reynolds' moment. It's it's the moment where, as a viewer, I went, yes. "Wow, this is the this is the power that this guy has," and it's the moment where I'm at the dinner table and I'm starting to crack. And there are servants looking at me and I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. And he just comes up and he just lays a hand on my shoulder and everything relaxes and he takes a breath. And then there's a change in the music. The music in that moment is genius. It hits as soon as George's hand hits the table and it just pans from Freddie's hand to his face. And there's a swell in the music and you go, oh my God, this man is carrying everything. The reason that the king is the king is because of this man. It's good colour on this wine, Reynolds. I shall let the kitchen know, Your Majesty. Mm. So this is the genius of Shonda, right? So, like, she'd taken all the dialogue out and she just described the whole thing. And then right at the end, she just wrote the line, uh, good colour on this wine, Reynolds. I shall let the kitchen know, Your Majesty. It sounds like nothing, but it's just genius, right? Yes. Because here's these two men that are crumbling and they are surviving by the skin of their teeth Man. and yet again they've won the battle but the war is very far from over and we're not going to speak about this but i want to tell you that i love you and i can't do anything without you but i can't say anything so it, it's good color on this wine oh my goodness corey yes yeah i love and that, that was actually mine and freddie's first scene together really yeah so that was my that was my third day of shooting and that was freddie's first day of shooting so that moment i think is my favorite you know, I got to say, though, you all being able to read between those lines is is mm. I, I have to, to commend you. I mean, it just made that pop I because you got it. You understood the assignment, as they say. Well, that's very kind. And it's a testament to Shonda's writing yeah. and, to, and to Tom's understanding of uh, how to express an idea and how to communicate that to actors. And I think that's the genius of Tom is, you know, because he has this bird's eye view of the whole narrative, but also he's a fantastic actor in his own right. So he can talk to you as actors. He's just genius. Um, mm -hmm. And so that I think that's a testament to the to the team. 
Yeah. Is is understanding those moments. Absolutely. There's also this moment in episode four, and you're facing Michelle Fairley as Princess Augusta. She has just told mm. you that your bride is on the way, and you collapse into her arms. I was really, really nervous for that scene because he has this argument with his mother and uh, constantly and says, I don't think that I do need to marry for the good of the country and to rule. Um, George, fear of intimacy and his abandonment trauma triggers this panic because suddenly there's this woman coming. Then he spirals and he starts to become less and less lucid yeah. and he ends up on a heap in the floor. So you've got like an enormous beginning to end there, you know, yeah. that you have to honor as an actor. You know, you want to honor the truth of that anger at the beginning. And there's quite a bit of wit in his argument. And then we end with him crumpled on the floor, shaking. So it's like, you know, I remember going, God, I, I don't know how to, I got, I've got a snap halfway through this scene and I don't know how to do that and Tom said this brilliant thing he comes up to me and this is the genius of Tom again he says what about if you're starting to lose it but there is a part of you that can hear yourself and knows that it doesn't make sense mm. and knows that there's a, pe there's a there's a line of very important people in front of you and then is trying to overcome it by talking more and making sense of it to them to go no no, no I am talking about what I'm meant to be talking about and I do know what I'm saying but in the doing of that he hears himself again and it's just getting less and less sensical. And this is the brilliant thing, you know, because like acting is like, yeah, there's intention, but there has to be obstacle. And yeah, the obstacle there is that these things are coming out, but the need is to convince them that you are strong, that I'm not losing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And and there was some, there's something so tragic about that. Uh, and it's just a genius note in the moment that he goes, oh, let's try this. And that's the take that we used. Wow. As you describe that, it, it reminds me of how delicate um, mental health is, and and mm. the thinking of of someone who is is ailing just like that. Of all of the things that the show talks about mental health, I think in a way that's not head on or making a decision or choice or um, mm. opinion about it. Um, yeah. But it is a part of the fabric of what is happening in this family, in this life, and that's life, right? Yeah, exactly. I think more than anything, George and his story isn't isn't necessarily an exploration of mental health, but it is an exploration of a man's uh, relationship to his own shame and to his own self-hatred as a result of his affliction. Ooh. You know, it's the moments where he comes out and has realized that he's lost himself and lost his dignity or believes that he's lost his dignity. Those, for me, are the, are the most tragic moments, you know, because there's a man who is conscious and who is lucid and who has believed that he has exposed a uh, fundamentally unlovable part of himself. Definitely thought it was like a classic imposter syndrome moment when you are in uniform, uniform, right before you give the speech and your hand yes. is shaking. I'm like, wow, he's yes. really, he's he's filling that suit out with, with imposter syndrome. And then you get into yes. the back of the carriage and you're all curled up. I just remembered that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So in the moment where you're in the carriage and you're mm. curling under, cowering away from the task at hand, yeah. what were you tapping into? That moment in the carriage, that was the last take I shot oh. of the entire project. The entire, entire, um, entire, entire project. The entire thing. That was the, that shot of me collapsing in the carriage, not the one outside from when Reynolds sees George, but the one inside as it's as the carriage is moving. Yeah. 
that was shot on on an EastEnders, uh, which is a soap opera from from London, um, on an EastEnders soundstage studio uh, in, on the outskirts of London, um, on a green screen, uh, and that was the that was the very last. Uh, I think we maybe shot two, three takes of it. It was very quick, and to be honest, I personally I don't think it's very healthy to uh, use your own life directly. But in that moment, it was very hard not to because uh, most of what I was feeling was, what the hell am I going to do after this? Um, I don't want to say goodbye to this character. I don't want to say goodbye to working with these people. And I was feeling very emotional at the time anyway. So when something is so overwhelming like that and it fits so perfectly with <laughs> what you're having to film on the day, is it, I think it's a bit of a cheat. And I, I, you know, it's not something that I'm proud of, but I did. I just completely allowed that to uh, take over. So after that scene, did you step out of the carriage? And then what did you see? The entire room is just uh, black walls, black floor, black ceiling, very, very high roof. And yes, there's just this carriage and then like uh, three walls of green screen. And Leo, brilliant cameraman who was crouched down, getting some footage of me. Uh, And India actually was there. She came to my last day she wasn't shooting she'd already wrapped the entire thing uh tom comes up to me and gives me a, a very big hug and i hug Leo for eight months basically every day i tapped into that map right. and uh suddenly that was it that day was very very otherworldly <laughs> um yeah cory milkreest it has been such a pleasure to spend this time with you it has been such a pleasure I, thank you yeah. so much yeah no, yeah you are yeah <laughs> you're very very good at this um and those questions were yeah Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Don't go anywhere. There's more from behind the scenes of Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton's story right after this. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. 
you know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With her impeccable flair for language, Michelle Fairley has earned numerous accolades and the adoration of fans worldwide. She has graced both stage and screen with her unforgettable performances. They live in our minds rent-free, do they not? And now, as Princess Augusta in Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, she's added yet another unforgettable role to her already impressive chest of characters. She's proven time and again that she's a force to be reckoned with. Michelle Fairley, welcome to Queen Charlotte, the official podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Gabriel. I'm very well. I'm a little bit nervous, but um, yeah, here goes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're going to jump right into it. We have to talk about Princess Augusta and the young King George. And there's just so much that happens in that episode. And I had an opportunity to speak with Tom Verica. And what I told him was, we already fall in love with Princess Augusta as the the person that is um, maybe not the one that you would first think of to fall in love with, mm-hmm. but we get to meet Mama Princess Augusta in episode four. I was wondering if you had any life experiences or perspectives on Princess Augusta's role as someone who is losing power with her adult child, losing power in the grand scheme of this new union. Could you tell us a little bit about your preparation and how you fuel that role with your own life? I think, you know, as one gets older and particularly in this business, you know, we've all missed opportunities in our lives that we've wanted that we would have wanted so you just have to get on with it and you lose things and you just have to get over that grief and um and i don't think you ever forget the grief it's like you know it's a form of death really you learn to live with it again you know you it does change you but um you keep going you have to keep going and i think for augusta she did not have the luxury of giving up she had to fight for her position within the court. She had to protect her children so that they would ultimately be royal. And she ate humble pie with her father-in-law to achieve King George III's position. Mm. When Princess Augusta reveals her own 
turmoil and her own journey to young lady Agatha Danbury. It gave me chills. It really gave me chills. And just your delivery of it was so, I I felt exactly what you were saying, that everybody experiences some level of loss and grief. And you don't have to live the exact same circumstances to understand that feeling. It, It just transcends. That scene is brilliant. I love that you get to see another side of her. And, mm. you know, the fact is that, you know, we just think that she's this hard-nosed, driven woman, but actually she has created a persona around her. She has a web or an armor around her so that you actually can't get in there. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't feel things and that she doesn't have empathy and she doesn't understand what's going on in front of her. You know, she can read these people like they they think they can read her because she's been in that position. She's been in the position of vulnerability. You know, she had to secure not only her position, but her children's position and their rightful position as heirs to the throne. So she had to plot and scheme to keep her position there. And basically, you know, befriend a man whom her husband detested. And it was an incredibly <laughs> acrimonious relationship. Wow. And so when Agatha Danbury comes to her crying her eyes out and feeling sorry for herself, I think, you know, Augusta goes, OK, a life lesson for you, young lady. Pear brandy. I have it shipped in from Germany. Now drink. And cease from crying this instant, please. I am sorry, I... No, I do not want to know your burdens or hear what problems plague your life. Nor do I care. Michelle, that is one of my absolute favorite moments in the entire series. When you pull out the pear brandy, oh my goodness, I... I had to press pause and walk around (laughs) because it was just so good. And the thing is, I kept asking myself after about seven times watching it, who is there for Agatha? Who is teaching Agatha how to navigate this society and her role as a woman? And it's Princess Augusta. I just literally just now realized the answer is it's Princess Augusta. She's there. There are different generations for a start. They come from different countries. Their life experiences are completely different. But, you know, they are still women and they're struggling and they have struggled. And uh, and it's about how you're going to cope with the continual struggles that life is going to throw at you. Do you know what I mean? You can't just cry all the time. You've just got to sort of like have a backbone, get on with it. Take the blow and learn from it. But also as well, don't show your weakness. Don't show your weakness, particularly in court. Yeah. I really hope that anyone who watched that scene is able to recognize someone in their life who is that, a Princess Augusta for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like being cruel to be kind. You know, it's as simple Mm. as that, basically. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, Augusta... You know, she has strict rules, but she's not a cruel person. She isn't cruel. She um, she genuinely has empathy for women, but she's a tough taskmaster because she's had it tough. And um, and I think that's just the way she is. That's the form that she has molded into through her own life experience. But she's an intelligent woman. She's, you know, navigated her path pretty well so far. And um, 
And I don't think she ever thought of herself as a as a sort of a particular sort of a guide, because it doesn't happen with Charlotte. And there's two different types of thinker clashing mm. heads, you know, and it should be this way. No, it's definitely this way, because that's the way it's always been. And that's it. But then I'm the young one. I'm the new one. I want to change things. And you see both sides of the argument. But I think for her, there is regret because she wasn't able to change it and have it her way. You know, but she had to toe the line, but she did that for her children. Yes. Because of your beautiful, illustrious career, I'm curious if you had a Princess Augusta or a Pear Brandy moment. <laughs> oh, I've had so many. Oh. I- <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, we all have wobblies, do you know what I mean? Some of us more than others and some, I mean, that's part of every job you do, you have a wobble, you know, it's like, oh my God, how did I get here? What am I doing here? I'm an imposter, you know, am I going to get fired? You know, that's it. You constantly have that dialogue. Is there a story you'd willing to share with us? About? A pear brandy moment? Oh God, oh, um, well, I personally, I don't drink pear brandy. Oh, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god yeah i mean there's so many i did a play years ago the brilliant harold pinter directed it and it was a play called oliana and um Ooh. and i was terrified absolutely it was a two-hander and i was absolutely terrified harold had a fridge in the rehearsal room so he would go and open There'd always be some lovely wine in there. And I was too terrified <laughs> to even have a glass of wine. But Harold Pinter got me through it, as did the brilliant Dennis Lawson as well. So, you know, without them actually knowing it, but that's just fear of the unknown. And that's what I mean about everybody having a wobble on every job that they do. Well, I know I do. And then you realise just how lucky you are to even have the job. And you should be so bloody grateful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really, that's a great story. Michelle, I was wondering if you could help me understand a little bit about the great experiment. I I feel like I'm unable to grasp why yeah. Princess Augusta cares so much. I mean, yes, she wants to ensure her line, but why does she care so much that these two societies become the ton? What is in it for her? My taking of it, the great experiment, was to show that they are an open society. I mean, it's a very arrogance mm-hmm. of them, you know, but I know that's tongue in cheek from Anne Shonda's point of view, you know, considering that that is an experiment. The great experiment is the marriage, you know, is the marriage going to work? You know, this has to work. Ah. You know, this has to work for the line to, you know, to continue. Maybe that's like the magic of it, because I was always watching your performance like, what is this woman up to? Why does she care? And yeah, you you absolutely kept us super curious and wanting to get into your head all the way to the end. The moment that you walk up to young Queen Charlotte, uh, played by India in the final episode, and you kind of like pass on the torch. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, I, I felt like may, okay, maybe maybe she feels like her work is done, and maybe she is just this. This, I don't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but I think that is what makes me a little obsessive about Princess Augusta. From my point of view, that was the moment when she's finally accepted Charlotte. I think as mm-hmm. you know, as an equal, 
uh, in terms of what she can do, you know, because I think Augusta's main love is her son, is George, and trying to protect him throughout his entire life and being mistrustful of Charlotte in the first place and not allowing her the knowledge of um, George's malade. And um, so seeing how Charlotte has developed with that and her acceptance of it, and not only the acceptance of it, but in terms of dealing with it and and just watching this, these two young people fall in love, have mutual respect for each other and treat each other with respect in a way that Augusta hadn't experienced. So that moment, basically, a thank you to Charlotte. Wow. A thank you. Wow. Okay. I also have a thing for how stately and large you can still remain within these huge spaces. Maybe it's your costume, maybe it's the timber of your voice, but you just fill the space. I'm wondering if there was anything about the costume design that influenced your physicality. I saw you as almost like a chess piece, like you are moving a lot while you were making all of these like chess moves with your mind. That's really kind. Thank you. Um, I think the costumes are extraordinary. And I think Lynn Paolo and her team were just incredible in what they achieved and how they constantly, you know, had delight and joy in creating costumes for Augusta because she's the elder states person there, do you know what I mean? So she can have, apart from the Bridgerton queen, not young Charlotte, because she she's the head woman. So there was definitely a contrast between the younger characters' costumes and Augusta's costumes because she's old school. And um, yeah. so there was more pomp and ceremony there and more chance to be sort of um, OTT as well. Mm. And, and it's also a chance for her to show off um, of her position and, you know, uh, you know, and she's to be respected. So, but I think as well, is that what lovely thing of sitting in state, you know, in her home. I was wondering, are you wearing a wig? Me? Yes. Or are you wearing? No. no. Oh, oh, no. Sorry. In the production. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> yes, yes, I am, actually. You are. Um, I am. And it's the first time ever in my career I've worn a wig. I've had Get out. Yeah, I've had hair pieces and things like that, but never a full-on wig. And um, when we were doing the camera tests, one was the one that I ended up having all the time. And the other was a white one, which I personally loved. But I think they, the decision was made, no, you're not going to go with that one. We'll, we'll keep her with the dark hair. And um, and they used to change it ever so slightly, depending on the... They sit, you know, they sit if they were going to a ball or if it was just tea or oh. if it was just, you know, a normal meeting or if it was the the wedding, you know, there'd be lots of little intricate. Once it was on, it was stayed in place. It, it was made for my head as well. And it was so comfortable. Mm. And um, they the real hair as well. Mm. So I was very, very privileged position to have a wig made. And also, you know, to have the amazing hair and makeup team to to sort of whip it into shape every time I was wearing it. 
Oh, yeah. There was an overhead shot of you in episode four, and we got to see all of these coils and curls on your head. And I was just like, wow, that is intricate. That's a lot. It was really beautiful. Absolutely. And then they had these little, you know, the little ringlets that are at the side of the ears. Right. Um, I think I went from sort of like two to possibly four, depending on the occasion. You know, those were Mm -hmm. separate, you know, that could be clicked in you know attached to the wig and um so and then there was always keeping them you know so that they don't become too droopy you know as the day goes on so if you weren't you know if you weren't on camera you'd have a massive big sort of like beehive or you know netting all over you to keep to keep the um keep the wig in place and also to keep your ringlets from drooping you know so Yes, slaggy old pair of tights at the end of the day. There's a lot of work that that you don't see. You know, in a massive team of people to achieve that. Michelle Fairley, thank you so much for your time and for your your artistry. We love seeing you on screen, and I again thank you for Princess Augusta and all of those moments that gave me chills. We are so happy that you joined us today. Gabriel, thank you so much indeed. It's been a, a pleasure um, and a privilege to, to talk to you. And thank you for the time and for your questions. Michelle, you have once again left us in awe. It was a privilege to speak with you today. And thanks to the enchanting Corey Milchrist again for unearthing King George and speaking from the heart. Make sure you come back because on the next episode, Ajawa Ando bequeaths knowledge that deepens our understanding of the great experiment and Lady Danbury's backstory. How do we survive on a pragmatic level? How do we survive on a spiritual level? How do we survive uh, on a psychological level? We have to make relationship where we can. Human beings are built to be in communion with one another. You put a bunch of women on tour together for long enough, we'll all have our periods at the same time. You know, we're biologically made to be in communion. And so when you are the only one, which when you're, you know, which is an experience that many people of color will have, uh, you know, in the West, um, you need to make your alliances where you can. And you need to be generous and open hearted and strategic because it's your duty to get in a position and then you help the next generation. I can't wait for you to hear her story. Queen Charlotte, the official podcast, is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Lauren Homan, Alex Alche, Tyler Klang, and me, Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Tari Harrison. Subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your favorite shows. Get the book. I'm a crispy turn the page, smell the binding kind of queen, but you can download it. And you can find Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story on Netflix. We'll see you next week. Queen Charlotte, the official podcast is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.